0: On the detail podcast, I'm Rob Parkinson. We're here talking all things soul food at Red Devils. Joining the show this week, as ever, we've got Paul Parkin. Cup final week for the ladies, Parker. How's your nerves?
1: Yeah, yeah, they were good until you mentioned it. Um, yeah, it kind of, sort of, not passed me by, but I haven't, I had not thought about it when you said cup final week. Actually, it does, uh, does strike fear, doesn't it? Um, yeah, no, it's, it's all good. I've had a good weekend, obviously. I'm a bit stressful listening to the game at the weekend, that was that was hard work, but um, yeah, no, really looking forward to uh, having a chat tonight. And you know, we've got a couple of guests, uh, which is unusual, so yeah, it'd be good to uh, to hear what they've got to say. Yeah, we've got two guests who are going to be the well, two main players in in the
0: in the store. We've got uh, head coach uh, Chris Bates. Welcome to the show, Chris. Uh, looking forward to the weekend, yeah,
2: excited for it, excited for it. Um, Oh, nice to be involved in something like this, isn't it? I don't think any of us expected it, and all we can do is embrace it and get everything out of it that, that we'd like to, really.
0: Yeah, and we've also got Salford Red Devils ladies, scrum half Demi Jones on the show today, Demi. Looking forward to Sunday.
3: Can't wait, mate. Honestly, it's all up in the air. It's feeling a bit nervous already, and it's only Tuesday, but let's roll with it, isn't it?
0: Yeah. We're all super excited on the podcast. That's what we've talked about for about three weeks. We're uh, hoping that Chris is here to calm us all down and, and keep us focused.
2: Oh, well, let's see.
0: Wow. <laughs> We're all getting excited,
1: packing. <laughs> That's the plan. Yeah, it's been, uh, it's been a long time in coming in, in, in some ways, hasn't it, since the semi-final? It seems like ages ago. Mm. Um, and it's just been a case of don't get injured, don't get injured, don't get injured. It's great that he's finally here. I say it's been a bit of a, a, a longer time coming than than, than it probably Well, it feels longer than it has been, but no, it's it's, it's good. It's really exciting. There's only so much more we can say, but the rapid strides have been unbelievable. And this this week now, uh, this is where it all becomes real.
0: Yeah, we've uh, sort been involved in a couple of the cup finals recently, and I took a bit of advice from them and other teams that are in cup finals. You know, I'm to go on a normally go on a walk, don't be in the morning, have a walk around the town centre or around the block or around the park. And I thought, as it's uh, the cup final podcast, I thought I'd go for a little walk myself. So, obviously, being a responsible parent and keeping my work life balance correct, I took my daughter for a little walk in a, in a buggy, walked three miles, the nerves had gone parky, But guess what replaced it? Go oh, on, uh... cramp, <laughs> basically. I had to get the bus out. Bus back three miles later. Yeah, I was uh, I was tight too tight. So came home. Uh, Chris, is that in, is that in the plans for for, for, for before Sunday? Because I know uh, Paul Whiteside's got a, a, a nice uh, collection of Costa coffees you could walk around uh, on your trip up to Oral.
2: <laughs> no, I think we're trying to keep it as normal as we can. Really, so we'll meet at the stadium and, and we'll we'll head over to. We're going to meet at Shavento Sharks at Vicarage Lane, just down the road from Oral, just to try and make sure parking a nightmare. And then we'll we'll kind of stick together as a squad, try and ease some nerves, and then get up there. But we'll we'll all our timings will stay the same, and yeah, we're, we're not going to mooch around any any courses or well. do any marathons, or, or and definitely not tighten up and have to get players back.
0: Yeah, it was bad. I could feel it coming on as well, and I was like, you know, one of them. Where you think I've gone too far, too much, too much? Demi, you need to make sure you pace yourself. Got final week.
3: Hundred percent.
0: That's what it's all about. Hundred percent. So, what uh, we'll we'll look back at uh, last week's victory against Jews We'll have a look at Demi's career, see what's, uh, what's happening in your career, talking about uh, your big career and, and things going on at, so at Devils uh, at the moment. And then we'll preview the, the big final uh, weekend. So, we'll start uh, with a win against uh, Jules You're listening to Devil in the Detail, and this is your big match
3: review.
0: So, Solved Devils ladies were victorious against Juge Moore. They won 54 points to nil. Chris,
2: talk us through it. It was a, a, a really good performance. You know, conditions were, were really poor. Um, so, it was a, a really fine kind of rain all with the way through the warm-up. And, and we were kind of worried that the ball would be greasy and the grass would certainly be greasy. And what we asked the, the girls to do really was complete our first five sets, play with our usual intensity and see, see kind of how that manifests itself in terms of field position. We were expecting them to really ramp up against us, if I was the kind of Jewsbury coach, I'd be saying I'd be turning that into a bit of a kind of our own cup final, and I'd be saying they turned us over twice, but but not by much, and and I really want to make sure we prepare right, and I'd be I'd be really trying to make that that game something kind of special where we kind of look for revenge. But I think they'd been out boozing the night before. I think we heard them say. Is that what it was? Yeah, genuinely I think so. And so we completed our first set, kick downfield, winger drops it, Alex Simpson picks up and scores, and they didn't manage to string a couple of tackles together for three or four sets so when you find yourself in a game like that you really want your team to punish them we, we set ourselves out to be professional and to represent that badge with pride and if a team turns up and isn't prepared to do that then I'd really like to think we put them to the sword and on Sunday we certainly did. The most pleasing thing about it was that we weren't playing like Highland Globetrotters we were, it wasn't stupid offloads and risks and and whatever else it was it was all kind of our process that, that, that put us in a position to win the game and uh, it was good to see the girls kind of back it not go away from it and rack a score up what Did
0: the players feel uh, like Demi before kickoff? Obviously, the game before the cup final, where everyone like focused on the one in front of us. Or were we t- we talking about the cup final next week? No,
3: not many. Of us. we spoke about it, and it hasn't been like up there yet. It will be this week, hundred percent. But we were more focused on the game. And before when we're getting changed and stuff, we have the music on and we have a little gab to you know to friends and me and lobby certainly have a talk about what we're going to do and how we think it's going to go. But I think it was mostly on the game and. You know how are we gonna show that you know we can stay up there as a team and, and keep performing as we're performing,
0: yeah. Lobby talked about uh, your your pre match ritual. She didn't tell us what it was, uh, and I don't want you to tell us either. But just make sure you do it twice for luck on Sunday,
3: 100% mate. Every single game is the same thing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Fantastic start for something of like Chris said, Parker Alex Simpson. Mm or capitalising on on an error kick from from Demi, is that right? Yep. Modest as ever. Yep, just me. Kicked it.
1: Kicked it to (laughs) Alex Simpson, crashes over in Salford, lead by uh, six. Yeah, like Chris said there, it's about setting your platform out, isn't it, in a game like like that? Would you expect to be tougher than... Than it clearly turned out. Get you know, just getting through them first few sets, no errors, just doing the simple stuff, getting your game head on, and then instantly you've scored. I mean, I don't know how that would change the the psyche a little bit. I don't know, especially if you've spotted that they're, they're not quite at it. If, like you said, I mean, you found out later they might have been on the drink, but obviously at that point you wouldn't have known. But how did that how did that sort of change the team's thought? Did you spot that early on that you could see that they looked a bit out of shape? There was something there for us to. To really target. Do you think they
3: were? Not really. I think when I'm playing, they don't really I don't really look around and see I thought they were just just not even with it. It's like it's like they, they come out and you know they come out and drips and drabs and we go out as a team and I think that's what you're meant to do. And we knew from then that you could tell like they just couldn't be bothered. They were just like no why we gotta play these again. Like you said is if that was me I'd be coming out and saying let's win these. Let's, let's actually win these. You know, they beat us twice only by a little bit so when we started playing, it was just nice. Like we didn't drop down to their standard. We played as we played, and and the, it was moving. Like down there. I was like, I've got to go and kick again. I've got to go and kick again. And it was that's all it was. But it was amazing because everyone was working together and even though it was flippy, we hang on. Let's let's make these passes shorter and let's and let's go. And every time it was it was in on the wing or it was crashing through the middle.
0: You say rhythm is a dancer, McKeon was the answer. Second try for Lucy McKeon. Demi, you know what what a talent that she is and you know, I suppose you you, you look for her when you're in attack.
3: Yeah, hundred percent, mate, like you know, we, could, we could give her the ball and it could be a 3v1 and she'll just dance her way through and I don't know how she does it but she does yeah 100% mate. she's always kicking out the back somewhere and even when I'm kicking she's she's always there and she's doing something that you kind of need that in a team as a fullback you got to have that person who's just on it straight away like hang on it's going right here let's go right here and then she'll know where to pin people in like she'll know that's not that defender if she steps and doesn't work out, she'll just pass it. Really, really good player.
0: I suppose it's a gift as a coach, Chris, that you've got so much strike in your team. It's phenomenal, but
2: we do ask those players to be selfless. If, you know, if I had Lucy's ability, I'd never pass the ball. No chance. <laughs> Lucy put Sadie in for at least two of hers. I'm struggling to remember the third because it was the right thing to do. And then for Lucy, she's just pushed off Lobby. And Lobby knows that Lucy in a, in a hole and isolates defender and puts her through. And that's the good thing to see, really. How many games do you see where even sometimes at Super League where it's a bit of a drubbing and a prop will have a go on their own and kind of forget the process and just think I can get over here and that's my naming lights and good to see us not drop into that really whether that's Lucy or or anybody else especially when players are strike players and you could probably forgive them for backing themselves talking
0: about Sadie Mihari debut on Sunday Chris went over for her first try made it 16-0 played in the centre Steph Gray out injured and played a blinder by the sound of it
2: yeah she did Steph's a a massive loss you know we we really missed her around the group this week and she's kind of taking some time to kind of her wrist heal and then she's going to be around on, on we believe tomorrow she'll be at training not training but be around the group again and it'll just be great to have her presence back so a real big miss but I suppose bringing Sadie in, perhaps get away with that Steph's been one of our best players all season and, and Sadie comes in and steps up and it, great to see her play and, and score three tries and st- you know, jump straight into our team and slot in but the, the most pleasing thing was that Sadie came to us as, a, as another player who, who perhaps had fallen out of love with the game a little bit through a, her through a past playing experiences, she said to her on the bus just play with a smile on your face, if you walk off that field with a smile on your face that's, that's, a, that's a win for a for you today and she played like it all game just taking people on beating them winning collisions gave her a bit of freedom and um and she just she just expressed herself it was it was lovely to see so long may that continue
0: yeah opportunity club gives opportunity parker
1: yeah well we were discussing last week weren't we about steph and, and the injury and what, what a blow that is because she's been you know she's been phenomenal for us and she and then you, you, you kind of wonder you know who comes in who replaces that where do you get them tries from and and then straight away, you know, you make your debut, and it just seems too easy for it. It's great, and and just I mean, scoring on your debut is obviously a good thing, anyway. But I suppose she had a few nerves going into it. But uh, to, to come into a side that like ours at the moment, is absolutely flying. You know, you want to fit straight, in. it's hard, it's hard sometimes, isn't it, as, as the new kid on the block to to sort of fit in straight away. Obviously, no no problems in it. I think it shows. In itself, what the team's like, what the camp's obviously like, that she's just one in, one out. He's not made a blind bit of difference to the squad in any way. In, in many ways, no disrespect, obviously to Steph and God, you know, we hope she's back sooner rather than later. But it, it just shows that uh, as a as a, as a squad, which is what you need if you're going to be successful. We, they're obviously doing something right. Lucy McKeon got a second. Rihari got her second. Uh, Demi
0: and, and you were cruising at twenty eight nil at that point.
3: Stays come in and. and... She fitted right in straight away, like and she knew where like what to do and we kinda of went through the plays of her well, Lobby went through the plays of her in warm up and she just fitted right in, you know. Steph is is a big loss and we all do miss it and I hope she's back, you know, sooner than, than later. But I think that link up between them two was really good and I and I thought that they've seen like there's a there is a weakness on on, you know, doucheby's centre and winger and the isolated them players and you know, she just gone flying through like she was a forward. Like I've never seen someone play like that, especially a centre. But she just flew through the line and just wasn't afraid to even get stuck in and come over to. Me. She ended up on my side at one point, just tackling. And I was like, okay then. And
0: that's and that's what it's all about. you got you got a sort of a class player there there, Demi. And it's all about sort of blending into the team, and it it takes the team to that next level, doesn't
3: it? Yeah, hundred percent. I went there for the first trials because. Fortune I was still at Witness and then I made the move and as soon as I come in, like it was just a proper big welcome. And for me that is a big change because I never had that. So I come in and every single person was honestly amazing and they they were you know welcoming me in and it is a really it's like a family, you know. And for Say to come in and then get straight in, she she's fitted in just fine.
0: Obviously Chris Demi just mentioned it's like it's like a family feel to so the club. That that kinda of must warm your heart, obviously, that, you, that your team's sort of bonded and, and, and ready to, to, to fight and win. Yeah, I think
2: that was probably gonna be the biggest challenge, but it doesn't come from us as coaches. We we put the same sessions on, we'd we'd ask for the same intensity, we'd do all the things that we, we can't control that, how how the how the kind of the girls knit together. We we can give them the right environment to kind of allow for that a little bit, but it's for them to form those relationships and they've done things like kind of get out in Manchester together and, and they're just they're just really tight. It I, I really mean it. I've never worked with a group like it where there's there's no clicks, there's no splits, there's nothing. There's there's just a, a group pulling to, in kind of in one direction towards a common goal. That common goal is that that double that, that that they set the target of, and it's phenomenal, really. But it's it's not kind of credit for us as coaches. It's it's credit to credit to the, the girls, really.
0: Yeah, it warms your heart as a fan that Parky as well.
1: Absolutely. I mean, to put, for them to to have, you know, sat down and obviously discuss... What the, what the plan is for the season. I mean, you know, like, like I said last week, it's kind of, I don't, I don't mean the way it sounds, but it was a team sort of, you know, cobbled together in, in no time in many ways. not Nobody knew each other, very few knew each other. A lot of them, you know, played rugby league or anything like that. And then all of a sudden, they just, they, they, set, they set out a platform and just said, this is what we're going to do. And and literally they're doing it. It's, it's, it's unbelievable. And I like I say, the, the commitment that's been put in, you're not getting paid. This isn't. This is something they're doing just for the for the love of it, and they're obviously enjoying it. That's the thing that gets me. That's the thing that I I love about it. I mean, you could drift in and out. You could play one week. You decide I'm not up for it the next week. Whatever. There's none of that. They are representing us, and we've said it all year, Rob. That it's you know this is our good news story. This has made it's made us even at times where the, you know the men's team have struggled at times early in the season. This was always the thing that we had. You know we. We can build off this. The cl- the, there was a buzz around the club because of what the ladies were doing. And then since then, obviously, I mean, the, the, the first team have picked up that, you know, they're going great there. But there is an absolute buzz, which I think started with the ladies early on. Fr- from the very start, there was a, a huge buzz. And I think everybody's now bought into it because of the commitment and, and passion that they've shown. Yeah, it
0: certainly was a catalyst uh, for, for this season, at I feel. Talking about catalysts, next try scorer for Solford Red Devils ladies was Casey Naylor, uh, Chris you know, a su- superb, you know player I think work rate, sort of goes under the radar uh, I-, I think
2: Yeah, she's got a real presence about her hasn't she? she doesn't do the longest minutes in the world and you know, rightly gives me some of your for that, kind of constantly pushing to, to kind of get back on the field because she knows the impact she has we said off there didn't we, that, that, that one of the biggest impacts that, that Case brings to us is, is rugby league experience and knowledge, you know, she's a coach, so Case kind of, we did a contact session last night and Casey's taking other forwards under a wing to help push them up a level because she knows this game inside out. And then every time she end up on that field, it, she's been phenomenal. She's done great.
0: Yeah. Obviously, Demi, you know you've got a, a marvelous set of forwards there to to to, to feed the ball. to. So you, you must look round uh, on over your shoulder on on a on a tackle and think who am I to give the ball to? Now Who's going to give me 20 meters on this uh, on this tackle.
3: Honestly, mate, if you know if I get through that line, I know every single forward is pushing through that line and you know are willing to to take it off me and go and crash another ball into another player. And they are always there, and it can be tough. And especially when we you know when we play in the heat and they're just constantly giving minutes and minutes and minutes, and they just don't stop and you know, I'm saying, you know, if you need any help, just let me know, like, I, I am here for you. And they're just like, no, like, we've got this. And they push together constantly and they're just constantly working and working. And honestly, it's amazing what they do.
0: Yeah, and we, we talk about the strike, but they don't get, the strike don't get in position if, they, if the forwards don't make the yards, Chris.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, So it's been one of our biggest areas of improvement. I thought if, any, if you kind of go all the way back to the Swinton game, um, you, you could argue we get a pass to that first run out together, all that. But our defensive line was all over the place. Our intensity wasn't quite in the right where we kind of felt it needed to be. And then you you play that through to the Dewsbury game, and and they were a pack. They were they were hunting. You know, they the, got themselves into a right battle with one of their forwards, one of their really good players, who has caused us kind of headaches. And 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 won that battle through through good contact, through through being willing to work harder, and through showing a bit of that. And across the park, they've all come up a level. Darcy's someone that gets a lot of credit on here. YPS gets a lot of credit on here, all deservedly so. But that's the first time those two girls have played rugby league. Across the that they're doing some phenomenal things at the minute. And that sets a platform, but we rely on that. If you take that, that, if you take that, those metres away from us, then we're not going to be in a position to put the Looses, the Sadies, the Stephs, the, the Laurens in space to, to play. So, yeah, we, we rely on those, really, and, and they, they do give everything.
0: Yeah, Kayleigh Bradshaw's Abby Collins... Demi, there you're on. There you're some heroes in in that in that pack.
3: Yeah, hundred percent. Me like Kaylee's on my side, and if I ask her to do something, you know, she's there straight away. And I think it's good. Got good communication between us, and and like even even after training, she'll text me saying, "Did I do this good? Or should we tr- should we try this? Or am I all right? Is this the best? You know, the best place to be?" And it's it's and, you know it's constant, It's she's unreal with with how she works, and her work rate is is really good. And same with Abby, like. She's, she's a character
0: <laughs> it's good to see it's good, it's good to hear obviously you know that you'd need characters in in your side talking about characters the, the new Rihari scored a hat trick Chris you know obviously three tries in 20 minutes low key start there
2: yeah um, please for us. Please for us. just hit good lines just mm. just kind of saw what our structure was about and, and there's a bit of kind of um, game, gameplay intelligence there isn't there? there's a bit of rugby intelligence there to say well actually I understand what that fullback's doing and if I punch a hole off her and she can isolate that defender and I'll punch through that hole tells you all about the, the quality of the player but I really mean it the The biggest thing for us was that she loved every minute on that field and I, and I think she did she went scooted in the in the second half when we were really kind of pushing them to. we fought to two 0 at half time and it, so through the second half we just got many points they did toughen off a little bit and I think they got a, a rocket at half time and they did react to it so it, it became a a different game a little bit in the second half and but scooter from our own half to, to kind of get us out of poor field position and into better territory. I mean, she's got a hat-trick on her debut. She doesn't need to do that. Send her forwarding to do and do that, but didn't went to made 40-50 metres on a on a run through a willingness to kind of get us upfield and understanding that we needed to get upfield and then equally the quality to execute it. So, you know, I don't want to set her all the way up here and, and set the bar too high for her. I just I wanted to love playing rugby. I want to see where she ends up. Yeah,
0: we won't call a super lease, we'll just call a super Sadie for short. Right, sounds
2: yes, to be quiet.
0: <laughs> so half time, uh Debbie, what was what was the what was the emotion like in the change room? You know,
3: it was the same, like the coaches have got a job and and their job isn't to, you know, like, oh we're winning this, let's just throw it down the drain, you know. They would they were tough on us and they said no, you know, let's let's kind of make this nil nil now and we can go back out there and score another forty points and put it eighty on them, you know, and kind of ideal when you when you're going in and you're like, ah, oh, we're winning, like uh no, we can do this, but really the coaches are like, No, we, we can we can keep going, we can keep doing this. Our defence is amazing and I think the comments from the coaches always boost us up and I think it is good when you know, when you go in and they're like, Hang on, no. Let's try this, let's try this, you know. We've done this a little bit wrong, but no, it was a, it was all focused and you know, we can go out and, and do it again and not just kinda of die down even though we're you know, we're forty two nil up.
0: As a coach, Chris, at 42-0 with a final next week, did you have one eye on on the final in your sort of half-time chat and decisions-making?
2: Yeah, yeah, so in two ways. We, we actually did it a little bit earlier than half-time. We owed some players some minutes that have worked really hard that probably haven't had them. So we had an opportunity on Sunday to, to give some of those players minutes to really give them a chance to fight their way into the team. The thing that's got us to where we are is a bit of competition. We, we don't want to kill that by saying, actually, you're a set, you're a set kind of 13 or 20 and, and, and we'll never change it. So we gave some players some opportunities to get some minutes under the belt and um, and bring you know like Gabby back from injury, which was good to have her back in the side. But our job overall is to hold a standard, and and whether the, whether at half time it's 42-0, 20-0, or, or the other direction, we we want to make sure our, that we hold our standards and we don't let those drop. It's not satisfied. We can't be satisfied with two points. Whether you know we've got to be satisfied with the standard that we hold, and if there's, there's always going to be something we can we can improve on, top from. Trainer as a group a few weeks ago, and he, he kind of gave us "Better Never Stops." So forty-two nil isn't a perfect performance. We still put the odd ball down. We still miss the odd tackle. We could still kind of improve on our, on our intensity. And why would we not kind of continue to try and do that? You know, just because the game's won, we wouldn't stop.
0: Better never stops, Parky. That's a that's a banner right there, ready to be made.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, you fund it. I'll get it made. Um, <laughs> no, sounds, um, yeah, sounds like a tough taskmaster. That there. No, I was just wondering then about. You're saying that, Robin. Chris, we, we attempted at half time, to sort of not go away from a game plan, but to, to just say, let's try, let's try and, you know, do this or do that. You kind of just tweak things a little bit ahead of next week, just in case, you know, you do need to change something during a game. Was there a temptation just to go away from what you'd worked on during the week and just say, right, let's have a go at this instead, just to see if you do have, you know, a, a, a plan B, C, D, or, or was it just, Stick to the process. This is what we do. Let's go back out and
2: do the same again. So we we do it most games, kind of knowing whether the players know that or not. I don't know, but, but we are aware that we've got different options in different positions and we do kind of make sure that players get minutes there because the last thing you want is, you know, mm. you really have to use that option and, you, and no one's ever ran there. Yeah. So whether that's on a Wednesday or a Sunday, we, we do tend to do that. like that Helena at second row was, was that option kind of this week. We wanted to make sure she got plenty of minutes there to... Kind of, we'd given her some feedback around the lines that, that Helena punches onto. So she's a friend of the podcast now, isn't she? She is. <laughs> she is. But yeah, that was that was one of the options we wanted to explore. So we'd have done that kind of regardless of the score, the gap between us, and the fact the games won might well mean we can do that for a little longer. But mm. it, we didn't, we perhaps didn't consciously do that, and um, we we had, we had a plan going into it, and we stuck to it. Uh,
0: could have done with her when I got tight. When I started getting tight this afternoon, my legs. <laughs> could have done with her. But there you go, live and learn. Um. So after <laughs> half time. Uh, Brogan Evans went over for a try, sort of Demi I think she's a fantastic player, really. Taz and her linking up round the rock, devastating teams,
3: hundred percent. Me and me and me and Chris were speaking about it yesterday after training, and what did you they make? Both of them make meters, and both of them, their eyes are constantly up and constantly looking. And and I think to have two players that can work two positions, and Taz even ended up on the wing at the weekend. And I think you've got them players, and let's let's put them in, let's let's show what they're about. And I think Brogan. You played really well on Sunday and she's tiny scary when she goes in tackles but she's just not afraid and she'll run at the, the tallest the biggest player on the field and I'm like oh because she's she's small and she's just nippy but their link up is is something else
0: no fair Parker. That's, that's always a good sign yeah
1: yeah I, I, it's funny when you hear that isn't it you, you, your fellow players start going oh don't no don't do that and they get off. You the know, <laughs> They say so you have a big smile and think, oh, how do you get away with that? Yeah, no, it's, uh, it is good. Chris, I was just going to ask you, obviously, a lot of the girls this year are new to the game anyway. Is that easier or harder to, to model them into the team that you want? in, in terms of? Because obviously, like you said, they're about girls playing in various positions and moving around. Obviously, they didn't come into the team with a position. There wasn't a, you know, I'm here, I'm a centre, that's where I'm going to play. And does that make life easier for you to mould them into the kind of player that you think they could they can be because they haven't got that previous sort of background? Or is there a bit of a how do I fit you into this team kind of thing?
2: Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a really hard one. So, Danny, I'm going to slowly show all this to you in a sec. So be ready, right? So <laughs> I think so there's two challenges, isn't there? So the, the first one is that you've got a group of players that you've absolutely no idea about any of them. I imagine well, I, that's probably commonplace in professional sport. You've got videos to watch but perhaps not commonplace in amateur. You'd think that most yeah. coaches going in would understand a bit about the group, perhaps. So you talked on, so let's take Helena as a case in point again, a friend of the podcast. Um, so she she played on the wing. Mm. We kind of, probably just on a build, I suppose, really. Didn't know much about her. Didn't train much because of ACL and then worked hard to get kind of back fit for whole care. But that, still, that wasn't 10 training sessions she did, kind of in shape and so on. That wasn't quite the right position. So we moved her into centre and, and then second row. And then we think we found a bit of a home for her. Um, and as much she didn't like playing props she does do a job there she, you know <laughs> feel will yeah. anything so we, we're trying to figure out the group and the players that are in there I think with the players that are brand new to Rugby League they're coming with the right attitude and we're lucky that all of ours have then they are desperate to learn so let's take Lucy as a case in point There, I've never played Rugby League before but has watched every Origin game I had a in a video session because I showed her some clips from Origin and she hadn't got a chance to watch that game yet she's doing everything <coughs> she can like a sponge to try and learn how to master this game and and, and so that's kind of about their attitude the thing that we did to try and ease that was make sure our process was really simple so mm-hmm. we don't have a you know you watch that you watch kind of the men's team play and, and there are bodies in motion all the time and they set to a variety of different positions in the field and we, we don't do any of that we, we set to one place in the field and then we play through a pretty basic structure so that everyone knows the job all the time and we'll develop that as we as we kind of can as the as the girls get as the girls kind of master that Demi, I think I use that as a half. 'Cause you've got second rows outside you who who are what, flankers in rugby union who don't know what a block is, whereas an out and out rugby league player would.
3: Yeah, I think you no, know, with having these these kind of new players, I think Bates, Matt and Dawn have done extremely well to kinda of see how their builders and, and, and what they're about and where they are. Like Elna's been tried in so many positions and now she has found at home and she is really good in that position and, and I think to kind of have the second rows next year that don't really know, like I remember I'd done a, a move a couple of weeks back and, and Kate was looking at me and like, well, what do you want me to do here? And I was like, let's go through it. And we just hammered it the whole training session and she got it eventually and it people that are new to the team and you've just got to it's got to be baby steps even if they've been here for a couple of weeks. I did it sometimes where my wing is my centre, a difference and they're like, how do do this move? And I'm like, yeah, we'll do it now. 100% we'll do it and I think the way Bates and that have uh, kind of put players into positions, 100% is the right place, 100%. It so,
0: sounds very encouraging. This park here, we've got, we've got
1: brains here. <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah, So I've got,
1: I, I think meant with us then. That's not, <laughs> well, not, <good>. not us, <laughs> um, no, within the club, definitely. And it, I, I suppose it just, it, you know, all that proves and what Demi's just said there. He's, he's, practice makes perfect, doesn't it? You know, it's a simple sort of old saying, but it, it clearly works. If you know, if you're not. You're not used to doing something. Just have a go at it and let's see how it goes. Again, going back to that training thing, and I say it every week, but the actual extra commitment the ladies have put in, give up their own time to do this, to get things right, just shows that a level of commitment that is above and beyond what really could easily be required at this time with a new team and everything else. But that extra commitment is exactly what's, what's paying off now in the games and the girls are picking up you know, so much spending more time together and learning together that clearly I don't suppose other teams are are doing as much. And that's, you know, that just shows and that's why we are where we are at the top of the league and and going into a cup final.
0: Yeah, your big moment now, Demi. Talk us through this this try. Uh,
3: So, (laughs) Lucy has scooped the ball and, you know, done a Lucy step, a Lucy goosey and got through loads of players and I was still the 10-yard line like, yeah, Go, girl, just keep going, and then she ended up getting tackled. So I was like, Oh no, I have to go now. So I'm looking <laughs> up, and I'm, you know, I'm I, I am constantly like my head is on a swivel. I'm constantly looking and seeing where people are and what I can kind of get from that play. And Brogan done amazing and looked up and seen a gap behind the rock and, and, and went for that. And then I was like, Hang on, like I've got players here that, that they're not even getting back on the line. Like 100, I can catch these out. And normally I would pass and I just come running. And Lobby ended up scooting from nine and put me through this gap. And I thought, I'm just gonna keep running. I'm just gonna have to keep running. So I carried on running and then I was like, there's a trial line, I can just keep going. And I kept going and kept going and then just had to dive over because I turned round and the next minute their fullback's like literally on me. And I was like, This is this is not good. I'm just gonna dive and it's over and you know, there it was. But yeah, I think Seeing the gap and seeing that, you know, their defense was being really lazy and they, they weren't even getting back. And when they was they were kind of like not even set, where's the ball? Don't know where it is. And I was like, lobby. And she's seen the gap and then off I went through, really.
0: Name it lights time when you see that line.
3: <clears throat> <laughs> yeah, that is what it's called. Yeah, I never scored at all in witness for the whole five years, literally right. not once. Because even if I'm at the line and, and you know, there's a player and I know I can beat that player, I'll always pass. But there's been times where I can see gaps and I'm like, is my side set? No, I'll just take this in. Like, that's fine. And then we can set up right or we can take one left, then we'll set. So I think I'd rather... I would rather pass than, than score or try 100%.
1: Don't just kick goals, back. <laughs> yeah, clearly. Um, it, I mean, that's... It's a, it's a nice... Um, it's a nice attitude to have. I mean, I, I know, I've, you know, doing my sort of playing time that... There was, there was plenty of players who didn't have that um, and, and often took sort of the wrong option. And I suppose, if you know, even if you think you can score, and, but there's someone in an even clearer position, you know, you, you, you can give it. Um, but that's a nice way to be, especially as especially as a halfback, I find that because usually, the, uh, you know, the more <coughs> confident ones, shall we say, um, arrogant maybe, and, and like to get the glory. So that's, that's a, a refreshing change.
0: Paul Parking unbeaten in five years as a as a junior. Just right. Just right remind everyone, Chris. Awesome, indeed. <laughs> so final try. Louise fell in, crashed over, uh, and put the uh, the cherry on the cake, did
3: Yeah, hundred percent. Like I'd seen that there was they were all cramped my side for. I'm not quite sure what reason, but again they weren't paying attention, and you know Louise seen that and was like, hang on a minute, I can get through here, and. I don't even know what happened. I just seen her go woof straight through like three players and down she went. And I was like, oh, she just scored. I think it's good having your halves that know the gaps and Lobby seeing that gap and away it went, really.
0: And that's, uh, that's, a, that's obviously a good thing. A big score. Uh, Chris, ready for the, the big game Sunday?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think more importantly, from a league point of view, we've just gone to fourth and put 50 points on them. So I think that's hopefully sends a message out to the rest of the league that you know that league that cup final ain't distracting us, it's 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 still secondary. I know it's cup final week and all that, but it's the league, you know. That's our bread and butter and that's what we've got to do well.
0: Yep, yeah, seven out of ten, goals for yourself. for uh, Demi, a good day's work and a try.
3: <laughs> yeah, I think when I miss them, you know, I am a bit gutter than I always I need to try and improve that next kick then then I go and he's like, Listen, you know, you're getting them on target. They're just going a little bit right or a little bit left. But I'm always disheartened if I miss a goal because you know I want to get them, and that's my passion to kick goals. I love it. I, I've done it for a long time. So to kind of, I'm kind of creeping up there now where you know I'm getting nearly ten out of ten or whatever it is, or I'm only missing three or four. And I will kick myself for that. But yeah, I think coming away with especially seven out of ten because I thought I'd miss more than that, but clearly I would never. So. Yeah, say it. It's always good getting that
0: many. Yeah, she's running at seventy-eight percent success rate at the moment, Chris. That's very, you know, important if you want to turn your your fours to sixes.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And we've we've had a couple of close games, haven't we? Warrington Luna's Jewsbury. You take them goals out. That tends to turns that W to an L, doesn't it? It
0: does. Do, does Park. And it's important. Obviously, if you've got a goal kicker who kicks goals. It's uh, it's an important
1: part of the team. Yeah, and it's it's sometimes a bit of a thankless task, isn't it? Goal kicking because. The rest of the team have left you on your own anyway. You, you're there. You, you miss it, everyone goes, oh, God. If you kick it, it's kind of like, oh, you expected that. I mean, you see, now with the uh, front like Mark Sneed. Now you, you, you watch him, you just expect him to kick everyone. And when he misses one, you're a bit sort of deflated. I, was, I was, never missed one in 10 years at all. What's going on? You know, <laughs> um, it is a thankless task and not one that I'd ever, ever want. I, I couldn't kick for the toffee. I was terrible at it. And <laughs> um, I, I don't know what it was. I just I thought I, I had all the prep, I could do the whole thing. I look good, I couldn't <laughs> go anywhere. Um, and it's seeing it so many people who can't do it. It's, it's a specialist specialist thing, goal kicking. And, and in rugby league, it's probably underrated. You know, obviously in union, it's, it's the whole game, really, isn't it? If you can kick goals, you've got a big career. So, no, it's good. I was going to say, coming off the, the actual result, is is the zero. Yeah. Is a team like g been not scoring? Because I know the other week against uh, the AJ Bell against the OKR, there was a lot of talk about keeping him at a zero and it, it just didn't happen. You know, obviously they only scored the one, but this week you kept them out. I mean, that's in any game, that's massive. And it's easy, probably easier to switch off when you're 30, 40, 50 points up. That you could just drop your guard for a minute, but obviously that hasn't happened. I mean, that must have been pleasing.
0: Yeah, it is obviously in sort of important that that sort of defence, Demi. It's important, and obviously, you know, as a as a player, is that kind of discussed amongst yourselves that we, you know, thou shall not pass.
3: Yeah, we have we have different shouts and different calls. Just got to hammer them and let them not make these yards. And I think on Sunday our defence was absolutely top. Where it was coming to a point where they were getting the ball in their ten off off a kick or an error. They just couldn't get out of the twenty. We were we have this thing where we give them five and then we kinda of jog and hold them there whereas time they weren't getting any meters. So, a prop's running at us, it's a it's a it's a big, a really big hit and then it's hit the legs and it comes to like third tackle and they were ready to kick and they were kicking and getting nowhere and we were again Lucy catching it and hammering them down again and I think it is key having a really good defence and I think on Sunday it is easy to kind of switch off if you're if you're nilling them and it's like 40 mm. nil Let's switch off here. But no, on Sunday, it was absolutely amazing. Like, the fence was really on point where, wow, we haven't defended like that in a while. And we just said, like, these aren't scoring past us now. This is it. Done an error. And it was like another set of six on, literally on our trial line. And I was like, these aren't getting in here. And then we literally ramped up and they were like, nah, you're not getting in here. Sorry, doors closed.
0: That's a a good thing. Obviously, tough defence wins matches, Chris.
3: Yeah, absolutely.
2: I said earlier I, that we've worked really hard on it and, it and it really does set a platform for us. And we have a defensive structure that works for us and the Dewsbury coach actually told me before the game, he said, I know what you lot do and, and I know how to unlock it. I thought, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, 54-0 says you didn't, pal, didn't it? <laughs> Fair, that's fighting
0: tack. So, fantastic win uh, against Jewsbury, and, and uh, roll on uh, next week. Excited about the, the final. We'll talk about that shortly, but we'll talk about Demi now. Where did it all begin? Where did your rugby really league career begin? I
3: kind of played it a little bit in secondary school and I played it in year 9, year 10 alongside Liv Mir and and then I got uh, an injury playing football because, you know, that was, that was my career to, to kind of play football, you know, played for Everton, I've played since I was like 4 so... That was the dream and I kinda of just went, No, let's let's do let's try something different, you know, in school and, and then I got a really bad injury from football where I snapped my ankle and needed some screws in it. So that kinda of put me out for like year eleven and then it come I was playing football and I was like eighteen and you know, me and Liv only lived down the road and she was like, Demi, listen, you know, witness are doing some trials here for rugby, do you wanna get back into it? And I was like, You know what? I'm gonna do that and I kinda of ditched my team because I was constantly on the bench because they are the better striker than me and the striker was scoring more goals so i was like yeah, i'm not wasting my time i'm 18 i want to go and do something with it from then i was like let's do it and i started off as a fullback <laughs>
2: right. so
3: i was like let's let's start there and i kind of started there and then stayed with them for five years
0: so obviously you started a fullback when, when did the move to, to scrum half uh happen
3: um, so i played like two seasons at witness and then we when i played for oral at winter league we were Aiming for a final, it was my first game for witness, the third season and it was like five minutes towards the end and we were playing Warrington and kind of felt funny on my knee and I tried to do a loosey-goosey and do a little step and my foot planted and off my knee went and I kind of, I was out for two years with COVID and then when I come back I was like, I kind of of want to try somewhere else, do I want to stay a fullback? Don't get me wrong, I enjoyed it but it is a place where you're, you're quite isolated. It's just yourself and your kinda of, it's your role to, to make sure you you know, you set everyone and your communications key and you no, know, I was good at that and then I was like, No, I wanna try something different. And I spoke to my manager and I was like, he was like, Right, let's try you at you know a half and I was like, Oh right, okay. And yeah. it was frustrating at first because I didn't get it. It was a brand new role for me and I'm still I've only played rugby for five, six years now. So you no, know, it was it was still new and <laughs> my best mate was like me and you were going to do this, you know. We're going to be the best halfbacks in the league, and I was like, "Let's do it." It was a bit of a battle for half with another player, and then I ended up just being like <laughs> better, I suppose, and then taking that on that role really. Just thinking then about
1: coming into the, you know, into the game. What, what was your Sort of. I mean, did you follow rugby league? Was it something you knew about? Obviously, being you know a footballer, it's kind of I don't know how it crossed your mind. But did, did you watch rugby league? Was it part of your life before you started playing?
3: Nope never watched a game of rugby league in my life Um, no really that's like the honest truth and I think I just really enjoyed it in school and even though like we got like somewhere really big in school and I was like oh it's like quite sad now you know I've got an injury that's put me out for for a full year and I was like I kind of want to do something else and then once Liv was like listen it's back open I was like let's do it and I think I just like the thrill you get every time you know you step onto that field and you know it's going to be something different like in a football game, you kinda know you're a striker, you're gonna score goals or you're gonna you're gonna miss. Whereas you know, in rugby it's 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 different every week, hundred percent.
0: What was the difference between the start of your business career and the end?
3: Um, I think me and well, how do I put this? Me and the coach never really got on. So I think at the start there was a different coach and you now it was boss and everything was flowing and even though you know we 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 losing every week, but we were still fighting, still fighting and then the coach left for work reasons and then there was a new coach in and I was obviously then out for two years. So I struggled a lot trying to get back into the team and that was kind of a worry. And I then played for that season and it just wasn't enjoyable no more. And some of the girls were like, Oh, we're going to Salford. We're going to Salford. They're coming. And I was like, kind of didn't want to leave, but I kind of knew I had to because me and this coach haven't really got on for five years. And it, that's a long time to be, to be in a team where you're not getting on with the coach and, He's kind of treating you different than everybody else. And I'll openly say that because it's not something I'm afraid to say. And I've spoke to Bates about it loads of times. It is constantly playing on the back of my mind of how people are going to react to missing a kick or missing a tackle or coming into this team now. Bates is there for me and so so are the other coaches. And it's definitely not like, you know, back at witness. But I think a change needed to happen and I kind of needed to move somewhere else because I was really unhappy within that team.
0: I suppose it didn't help that you obviously had that two-year period out injured. I mean, we talked to Helena Walker last week about her sort of rehab journey. Was, was it sort of similar for yourself? Yeah,
3: I think I when I obviously when I did it, I got told that I'd only done you know a few ligaments, and I was like, it doesn't feel like it's just a few ligaments. I like I need to go somewhere else. And there was a couple of us at witness where there had been ACL breaks or snaps, and I was like, okay, go there. So I was like, okay, so I went ended up going private and. They were honestly amazing. Like it was probably like the best operation I've ever had, and I felt really comfortable. But I think having an injury, especially for that long, even with COVID, was it does take on you, and and you do start feeling a bit like, "Whoa, do I even want to play anymore?" Like there was been times where where I was struggling. Like, do I even want to carry on playing here? Like, it's just took all of the heart out of the game because I've been injured for that long. Obviously, Demi. Fit and firing, Chris.
0: So for Devils, ladies starting to build. When did you come on your radar?
2: Um, fair as soon as as, soon as Demi came down. So, Demi, you, you came down, what, not long before the Swinton game, didn't you? You, you were still kind of technically in trial. And then we said, you, know, you can start at half So I think that probably tells you all you need to know. That Demi's a really natural rugby league player. And, and from that, kind of those early sessions in the sports hall, we were just doing kind of skills stuff and just trying to bring union players kind of in that group up to a standard where we felt we could kind of fit into a process and start kind of playing the way we want to yeah Demi kind of stood out a little bit through that I don't I think it's probably Demi, I don't know if you mind me saying but we, we put a bit too much pressure on you at first didn't we we got a player yeah. of, of all that you know with, with that kind of na- really natural talent but no understanding of, of the kind of the, the environment perhaps Demi had come from and and so we, we, we threw it on you really as starting half back run the show you know we can push you as hard as we can i probably push you too hard and I mean, that's part, of, part and parcel of learning how to try and get the best out of your players isn't it and so we, you know we, we've had our share of ups and downs haven't we but you know at the minute playing on a winning side and everything's, everything's rosy I think Pressure is a privilege uh, Demi that's what that's what Chris is saying <laughs> Actually
0: <laughs> <laughs> So obviously you know first game against swin what were the nerves like obviously starting for Salford Red Devils first game
3: Oh, well <laughs> it wasn't wracking because I think you know when you're coming into a new team you kind of want to show your ability and I think I'd done that in the fit in the first training session I was just myself and and how I played and and Matt really talked to me and was like like wow like how long have you played for And it was like I've only been playing five years and I've only been a half back for one season and that's a year and he was like wow like you've, you've got some really good talent and you can throw a ball and I was like well thank you and then <laughs> I remember I think Taz started a halfback for like the Swinton game and it was like eight minutes in and one of our girls would come off with cramp I think and he was like are you ready and I was like am I going on now and he was like yeah I was like okay so I warmed up and he was like you're going on now and I was like oh my god like I'm not even ready I'm nervous I was sweating and I was like I'm just gonna have to get on and I remember I come on and it was like the first two minutes and I put a shot on this girl and it was amazing and I was like right I'm settled now like this is me and in that in that game, you know, I was I stayed on for the rest of the, the seventy minutes odd, and I know myself that I had to prove to head coach Bates that I am I am in this team and I'm in this team to fight for a position, and I kind of got that position, and I think that that's what you need, really.
0: Yeah, first uh, Red Devils lady to, to conversion history was made. How did it feel? You
3: know what? I didn't even realise it, did it. Like I know I made me me face kicking. You know, I was a bit disheartened and I was like that's not how to show the coaches that you can kick a ball like I said I could kick for, for goals and I'd been doing it for five years and to miss I was like well, I've, I've, what What even happened and I remember one of the witness girls were like obviously one of my friends were like listen get your head up it's sound like, you'll get the next one and I was like I will get the next one and, and after kicking it I was like "Right, well, I'm going to prove something here and then I come off and they were like you, you've just made history and I was like what? and they were like You've just kicked the first goal for the women and honestly, it felt amazing. And so many people were kind of commenting and they're like, you know, you've got a boot on you there. And I was like, well, oh, thank you.
0: And then uh, obviously the journey that you've been on, uh, you know, this season so far, it's been incredible.
3: Yeah, 100%. Like, you know, at the start, it was a bit of a roller coaster, as Bates said. And I think we had our little heads ahead. And I think now, you know, it is settled and I am happy where I am. And whereas at Witness, like, I've had a really good chat with Bates of how, my past was within rugby and with saying coaches, and that's the way I've reacted. You know, at the start of Salford and coming from where I was then to where I am now, I can tell you now I am a completely different player. I'm a lot happier. I'm, I know that whether we win or lose a game, I'm coming out smiling because of the people I'm around and the girls. If you're coming in and you have a little bad day at work or like my days my mine are obviously stressful working with kids, and they're like, you know, what's happened? You need a little bit of a chat, and it's like you know, what I'll do, actually, and they're like, listen, you'll be sad, and, and training, you know, whether, you know, it could be fitness, or it can be, every single training session we do is 100% tough, but we do find that edge where it is a little bit of a laugh, like we've done a session yesterday, and it was just fun, even though it was running at each other, and Bates ran at me, and then he sat me on my bottom, but <laughs> it was all fun and games, and I think you need that, even coming up to this to this game, and I think, you know, they weren't, it weren't like that at Witness, like the the girls that witnessed were absolutely lovely, but it was kind of the coaching environment. I think coaches do have a big role in a team, and I don't think they realise it themselves that they kind of set the platform for everybody else. So they're coming in happy and you know and cheerful. So are we, whether you've had a bad day or not. And from where I am now, I think I'm a hundred percent a better player.
0: Top of the league in the cup final Sunday. Have you let yourself dream a little bit that you know a double could be on the way?
3: like you know I've never been to a final in rugby and I think oh saying that we've been to one final but I didn't play it because I was injured so I think I didn't have this expectation where when I'm starting and it's i gone we're a brand new team here like are we even going to get to final because the you know the game was to kind of settle in see how we get on and and go so yeah I think you know I'm getting (laughs) all all the smiles being because you know whether I, I was speaking to Beaches today and whether we win or lose on Sunday, in my eyes, it's an achievement for me 100% because, you know, what team are a brand new team where they've been through together, where coaches have no idea where they play or what positions people play to then play nine games, win eight and win hard. And be in a battle each week, in a war each week, to so now being a final on the weekend—an
0: incredible uh, fairy tale story at the moment, Chris. And hopefully, we'll have a we'll have a victory to uh, to finish the film.
2: Yeah, I, I, I said forward in our job support standards. So I believe that that if we play to the level that we that we can play, then then I think that trophy comes home with us. But we've got to do that. So that's the, our job to make sure we do everything right up to the point to allow us to put a performance on you know like like we want to that meets our standards, if not beat them.
0: Yeah, obviously as supporters, uh, Parky, you know it, it's it's uh, been an unbelievable journey. We've watched these girls sort of grow into these, uh, you know, potential sort of double winners.
1: Yeah, and that's that's the big uh, the big shame this week in so many ways for us as fans that it clashes with with it with the Saints game. Um, like you couldn't script it, could you? Really, I think you'd be shocked at the the amount of people that would would have turned up to watch to, to watch the final. The amount of, People I've spoken to now who are, are massively invested in in what you guys are doing and what you're achieving—it's incredible. And I think if it had been any other day, or even if you know, solve the, the the first team that had been away, the, the turnout would be. And I know there are a lot of people who are ditching the, the men's team to come and watch you this weekend as well. So that's—I mean, that's that's a mark of how far we've come and how much impact you've had. And that's that's the big shame that we don't get to see in this and we don't get to be behind in in terms of. You know, vocally on the day, to give you that little bit extra. I mean, it might, might have added too much pressure. I don't know. I don't know how people feel about it. But there would have been a decent turnout of, of, of us. Because we, believe it or not, we don't get so many finals in, in any any manner, this club. So uh, we, we make the most of them when we do. But, yeah, no, all we can do is, you know, he's is, is hope. And I, I know at the stadium... As soon as any announcement's made, everybody will be, be well into it. And all we can do, obviously not being there, is, is wish you all the luck in the world. We would desperately love to see some silverware coming back. But as as you said, Demi, and I, you know, and, and Rob will echo this as well. That win or lose, the achievement is is massive already. You know, and we've got another focus as well, haven't we? At the end of the season, hopefully. So let's get this. You know, let's try and get this this, this trophy back to back to Solfer and. Uh, I, don't know, I could have a bit of a knees up maybe. I think that'd be uh, the best way to, to get around it. When they make this into a
0: film, uh, Chris and Demi, John Candy plays me, Bruce Willis plays Paul, who plays you two. <laughs> and I'll start with uh, you, Chris. Oh, why would you do that to me? <laughs> oh, I've no idea. Okay, um... Demi, you want to jump in here while Chris, I think, goes from his uh, film vocab.
3: Um. Okay, I have no clue.
0: Oh,
3: I literally have no clue. i just. Gonna, it, uh, I've, just
0: need, I just need a name.
3: <laughs> um, whoever plays Moana. <laughs> what, what, a, what, a, what a film! What a film! Eh?
0: Yeah, that'll do. Uh, that'll yo, do that, for me.
3: That's,
0: that yeah. <laughs> what about you, Uh Chris? Who's, who's who's playing the the wise old
2: coach on the sideline? Oh, um, I tell you what, it's. Not because of anything like him, just probably because I love the film. But um Coach Carter, I can't, I can I can't for life. Mm-hmm. local plays Coach Carter. But we'll go with that. There you go, famous coach and a film. And don't ask me that ever again. But
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's a fairy tale story. This park, and you know, if if you do end up sort of getting in you know, a double and getting into Super League, I mean. You know,
1: it's, it's what movies are, aren't they? It? It's, it's fairy tales. Right, listen, I, I, we you know I can't I can't we can't heap any more praise on what what's gone on in in such a short space of time. Um From that, like say from that, obviously we didn't see the early the, the early training sessions and trial games and everything else, but from the Swinton game onwards, the growth has been been phenomenal. Now, nobody could have expected this, and uh, you know we, we, you hope for the best, don't you? But you went into a, a league there with. We established teams and players, and and, and it's just sort of more or less blown everybody away. Um, and, and like I said earlier, it's the, for me, it's, the, it's the, the commitment that's been put in that's got you this far. The, the fact that the girls are, are willing to turn up on a Monday and do extra training if they have to, and and, and whatever else, and the bond that seems to be there is it, it's it's a shine it's, it's kind of shining light for the club. It really is. And um, I mean, this weekend would be. You know, a win this weekend would I mean so much to, to the club. But what I can't imagine. Well, yeah, I, I like to imagine the, the celebration that you guys would have amongst yourselves because you are, you do appear to be that close. That I think it'd be it'd be very special. But what, no matter what happens, you know, just just making finals in the first, not even the first year, is it? You know, it's the first few months of this this project. That, you know he's going to be inspire people for, for God knows how long it's uh, it's a massive achievement and we you know we can only just just wish you all the very best
0: yeah let's talk about oral on uh, on Sunday now Chris
2: history beckons for your ladies no it doesn't it doesn't it might do it full-time um but it's it's a grass field with 26 players on it and we need to kids we need to do what's what's kind of got us to that position and, and go and do it again. And I did say to them on Monday that that they lifted the bar up to a point. Now, I don't know how they'll push on again, but we've got to find a way. There are things we can improve on that performance in, in, against Dewsbury. Um, we went into a contact session last night, to, but, but a really kind of quite a technical session, which was nice to get to because we started out, a lot of our contact sessions were real, real basics. So it was nice to kind of recognise that progression a little bit um, and really kind, of, um, really kind of give us something to, to top up on around that. Um, what we need to do is turn up on Sunday, do everything we've done all season so far. We need to be intense around our middles. We need to stick to our process. We need to believe in that in that kind of process, and need to have players do the jobs. and And we have to trust that will give us a result. Uh, I've said from day one that if we do all those things and that doesn't give a result, I will walk off that pitch happy because we've held our own standards, and that's all we can do.
3: What um, I think you know, like 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 Chris said, there is a standard. You know, we're not. We're not afraid and we've not been scooping them out. We're just ready to go yet to another war. You know, we've we've seen the score against Warrington learners and I think, you know, it, it can reflect the game and whether they've only scored four points past them, no no. We're gonna try our hardest and it is gonna be a war and we're gonna have standards where, you know, we've kinda gotta push again and, and, and come out with that win.
0: Obviously, Chris, you've got your, your final team in, in your mind. Obviously, Steph Gray out injured. Uh, Louise Ellison's 50-50 by the sound of it. Kate Gary wasn't, didn't play last week. Um, so, do you have your 17 in your mind or are you still thinking?
2: Yes, yeah, go with 20. Um, okay. We um, we wrote it, you know, on the bus on the way back on Sunday, all three of us on our phones at the same time and then sent it into the little kind of coach group we've got and they were, they were all identical. That's good. Um, i you something. I think we have made some assumptions in that, though. So, we're, you know, I, I don't mind saying that uh, Katie and Lauren both struggle with shoulder injuries. Um, Katie's hopefully a little less severe than, than what Lauren's is. Um, and we're going to give both those every chance. Steph will be a really big miss. The, the, the team need to kind of think back to the Dewsbury game at home. Then Steph found it within herself to win that game for us. Mm. So there were, there were 12 other players on that park. But Steph, in two different instances... Showed tons of heart and to kind of carry the ball really hard to find a way to get over to put us in a position to take those points. We now need to do the same as a group for Steph. I suppose, cup final rugby, uh, Demi,
0: is, there isn't always the strike that wins it. It could be an unsung hero that, you know, go, turns into an eight out of 10 player on the day and, and goes and wins it for Salford Red Devils ladies. Yeah,
3: 100%. Mate, like there was a time where Dewsbury, we were, we were literally neck and neck and Next minute Steph just come out of nowhere and, and, and went and be and, and, and was that hero, you know, and she's gonna be a big miss on Sunday and I think that there is gonna be one player that's gonna, you know, shine out and, and kinda win it for us or, or whatever that may be. But yeah.
0: I know these two are, are kind of play it down a bit, Parker, but there, there is, there might be a moment on Sunday that will be etched in our history.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, he, he, he's not. I don't think it's fair to sort of say that while while Demi's here because you know I don't want nerves settling or anything like that. It's, you know, it's just so you got to take it as another game. I know it isn't, but it is just another game. It's about like Chris said, going out there and just, just playing your game, and you know, it, it, you win. You win if you do everything right. You can't ask for any more. But, yeah, you know, so somebody could make big, big bit of salt for history this really, this weekend. And as a fan, I mean, that, that excites you, doesn't it? That's what you want. That's what you, you watch the game for. That's why we're part of it. But uh, for for these for, for, for the guys that are going to be playing, just another day. Just another day at the office. Just go and do what you do. And you, you've been beating virtually everybody else who's... who's to stand in your way, who's to stop you? That's the way I see it. You know, I, I don't know anything about Oral or any, any of their players, but from what I've seen of our girls, they don't need to. If we're in on form on that day, as, as far as from what I've seen, we can beat anyone, and what, uh, and that's all we've got to do.
0: What I do know, Chris, is that Oral can have five Wigan players, which I think is terribly unfair, Well, that's the rules. Um, do you have an idea of which five? Oral will bring in from previous weeks or uh, as you, how did they it did he
2: change every week, do you think? No, nope, not 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 even looked at the oral teams, couldn't tell you anything about it. We I've had this a couple of times, you know, so the, the Warrington Lunar's game's bounced around a little bit and there's there's noise about, you know, well maybe the trying to drop a, a, a kind of the stronger five from Super League in or whatever. We want to be at that level. So we're gonna to have to play them players anyway. So mm. so don't we'll bring it on. That's the level we wanna be at. So you want to test yourselves there and and it, do you know what? If we come up short, all we'll do is learn from it. So so that's fine. We took plenty. So we played Wigan in one of in what our second or third game, didn't we? Mm-hmm. And and th- that was a trial game for them, but there were some Super League kind of players in there, and those players won them that game. That there's no no disgrace in any of that. Um, it just showed some of our players actually what what playing at that level means, needs. And and if, if that sets a bar and we then go and kind of hunt that bar down and go and eventually better it fan. That's that Sunday fine. Obviously, this is this is cup final uh, podcast, Demi. But you know, looking forward
0: to 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 Super League, if we do end up going up, that'll be exciting for you for you and the ladies.
3: Yeah, hundred percent. Like you know, we played against Super League players already. You know, in different teams that that bring them down. Um, but I think we are on a strong side, and and you know, if if the battle comes where we do go to Super League, right, we'll battle every week and, and we'll go into a war every week and Whether we come out of that war with a win or a loss. Either way, we're going to come out smiling.
0: Yeah, well, me, Paul, and are going to wish you all the luck in the world on Sunday, Demi. You know, you're, you're the you're the brains. Trust you and uh, Louise Fellingham. Keep the ball moving. Play uh, one of your sort of passes. Will send someone over. Or maybe go over yourself. You never know and win the cup for Salford. <laughs> yeah,
3: hundred <laughs> uh, percent. I think. I think. Yeah, me. You know, there is there is a couple of us that keep kind of keep the team together. But I think as half halfbacks and Basically, being best mates, I you know, we have our things we do on game days, that's multiple things that everyone knows now. But I think, yeah, it's going to be a big test for us, especially on Sunday going into a final. You know, we've never been there, and I think we've kind of, as half, got to keep our calmness kind of down so everybody else is settled. Because if we're riled up, no doubt, my second row or my center, my wing, gonna go, Well, hang on a minute, my half angry so i can be angry so i think going into sunday there is going to be a lot of nerves i'm nervous already and it's only tuesday but i think if you know if we keep our calm and we do the same stuff we do you know like bait said the same standard which is there every week i think you know we'll we'll do just fine
0: yeah probably us talking about it for an hour in yourself probably didn't help the nerves <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah no no They
0: how she was nervous chris <laughs> so chris obviously you know Big game, big game weekend. You're going to go, not going to go, all Brian Clough on me and, and take all the ladies out for a drink the night before. Absolutely. Not no.
2: All Brian Clough or all Dewsbury.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it's you know, it's like I said. You know, we wish you all the luck in the world, Demi and Chris, and you know, bring the cup back uh, to Salford.
2: Thanks so much, and thanks for all your support.
0: Brilliant. Yep. Big thanks for, for tuning Thank to this week's uh, podcast. You have some. Uh, you have a good time, Demi.
3: I did. I mean, I got I got asked yesterday, and I was like. Looking at Chris's text, like, is he actually asking me right now to go on on detail? Mm. With my accents that not many people understand anyway. <laughs> uh, and I was like, I can do this. I'm just going to go with it. And even yesterday at training, I was like, can't wait for this. I'm dead nervous. I've never been this nervous. But yeah, honestly, it's it's been a ball. So thank you for having me.
0: Don't worry, on the YouTube, you can always use subtitles. It's fine. <laughs> 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 yeah, so big thanks to this Devil in the Detail Podcast. I'm Rob Parkson. You can find us on Facebook, Devil in the Detail SRD, you can find us on Twitter at D I T D S R D and you can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Radio Contact, Spotify, and YouTube. See you soon. <laughs>